Hey everyone, welcome to the Receive Podcast. This week brought to you by ExpressVPN, DoorDash, and Purple Mattress. I'm Gus. I'm Gavin. I'm Drew. And I'm Barbara. And I'm Gus. It's been a busy day for everyone, I think. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> We're so pre-taping. We... We, I guess we should preface first. We should let everyone know. Uh, this is a pre-tape. It's a holiday on Monday, the 25th, I think, uh, here in the United but, but States. So we're pre-taping this on Thursday. They, the the point of holiday anything. Well, it's it's if, still on the calendar. So, I mean, what, what are you going to be doing on, on Monday? I'll, I'll tell you what I, I'm I, doing. I, I can I'll tell, I tell you what I'm, I tell right what I'm not doing. A podcast. <laughs> but you'll be right there. We could have done it then. No, instead of sitting here, I'll be sitting there. Like, right, you're just off camera on that side. Days don't mean anything. Holidays don't mean anything. They absolutely do, especially for people who are literally in meetings and recordings all day, every day. Uh, to not have those on one day of the week would be fantastic. Plus, plus there yeah, are, there are cool there, Saturday and Sunday. It means nothing to us, but there are still plenty of people who do have to go into work. Exactly. It makes sense for the people who are actually going to the office. We're all not, though. That's oh, why I'm I, confused as to why we're observing holidays. I read an interesting, kind of scary article this morning uh, right. on the New York Times. It said go that uh, as people go back to work, like you go back to your building that, you know, office buildings have been empty for a couple of months, that because the buildings have sat unused and like plumbing has been unused for several months that they're not designed for that so there's a risk of buildings not working right or people catching legionnaire's disease when you go back what, to is, the what is legionnaire's disease it's a, like a bacterial that? infection that's highly contagious oh, it like comes uh, from the toilet up your butt it could come through from stagnant water oh because uh, oh, the toilets are sitting full of stagnant water right now all right. across america so and, uh, you could, oh God! So you come back from work and you get with your COVID, and then you get Legionnaires' disease, right? And then so because like, none, none of us have been eating healthy, everybody also gets rickets. Oh my God! <laughs> so basically, uh, we should assign one person to go flush all the toilets at Rooster Teeth, like once or God. twice a month. So <laughs> you imagine if your company occupied an entire skyscraper and you just had to go from each floor <laughs> flushing all the bogs, so the whole building. Legionnaire's disease is a form of atypical pneumonia caused by a type of bacteria. Uh, the signs and symptoms include cough, shortness of breath, fever, muscle pains, headaches. Uh, the oh, bacteria. So oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. So we won't get it confused the, at all. <laughs> the bacteria is found naturally in fresh water and can, can contaminate hot water tanks, hot tubs, cooling towers of air conditioners, and it's spread by breathing in the mist that contains the bacteria. Oh, no, my. don't oh, like and that. The, and like public bathrooms don't have the lid on the toilet, so you can't like right. keep that like, they just spray poop flakes everywhere. Oh God. And you know, all that, all that plumbing is designed to have water run in it. If you have like a drain that sat dry for a long time, that's not good. Like the gaskets dry out and could be yeah. bad. Honestly, so it's like, the, the, the worst thing for any building is for it to not be used. Like, right. Nature just reclaims it eventually. If if it's not constantly being like agitated and stuff, like I've had that with with a house that I didn't live in for a bit when I had two because I was filming at one. Like all the toilets dried up and went minging. Mm -hmm. All of the cabinets got like stuck shut. So when I pulled them open, it ripped all the paint off. Same with some Ugh. of the doors. It's like oh if you're not using a place, you need to spend money on it to fix it. It's crazy. That's mm -hmm. insane. I guess that's how places deteriorate so quickly and. Uh, like abandoned areas and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. My so that, God. Was a, that, that, was, that was a great start to my morning to load up the New York Times and be like, oh, I didn't even consider that. But, so uh, you either uh, stay home uh, and avoid the virus or go to work and potentially get the virus and 
this other disease from your minion toilet water. <laughs> I should, uh, I'll, I'll fort that, uh, that article to our facilities team and go, go it, to and make sure everything's okay. Why is it called Legionnaire's disease? I, like what, the, the first time a, it was identified. What's a Legionnaire? It sounds like uh, an airline. Yeah, it sounds like a, a pilot. Just something you a get Legionnaire. a lot. Yeah. It was like the American <laughs> Legion, is, I think, had a big outbreak of it. And that's where uh, it was discovered and then named. Let me find out name the disease is named after the outbreak was first identified at a 1976 american legion convention in philadelphia we are legion nice so there you go we That's are it. farmers bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. Whatever that song is. <laughs> so uh just happened can't yeah, wait we, we all we all got sidetracked by uh the catchy farmers song but yeah, uh, so we were talking about how we were pre-recording this. Uh, today is Thursday. We, Gus and I, you, we just got off oh, yeah, of we uh, two hours, <laughs> two hour D and D stream, and Gus even before that was on a one hour gaming stream too. So Gus, you've been in content literally nonstop all day. I had I had a, a fifteen minute break where I was able to eat a sandwich, and then right before we started here, I had another fifteen minute break where wait, I, you, I so you something. guys, you guys were in a bunch of content all day, and then went straight into puck cost <laughs> yeah it's crazy we also do that on mondays too <laughs> just <laughs> except the podcast is usually at five so you go for an additional two mm-hmm. yeah so we'll, at least uh at least um i don't know maybe we should do... does anybody have plans is anybody to do anything on monday to celebrate your day off S- yes uh, uh because gonna... monday is go ahead I'm, just, I'm gonna sleep for as long as i fucking can like yeah until noon 1 p.m can you do that i i feel like there's always something going on that wakes me up like just people being loud just out in the world or your four cats now well, the cats actually don't don't wake me up too much it's usually like oh someone's got a leaf blower going i'll be awake got a circular grinder i'll be awake i just won't get out of bed like it'll just be like trips ah, okay. to go get more coffee and then yeah just, just thinking about <laughs> right. about how gross i feel in my bathrobe i have a thing yeah. where um Benjamin does not let me sleep in anymore. Now, when it's about time, when I normally wake up, like around 7.30, 7.15, in the morning, he just comes over next to the bed and starts making noise next to me to try to get me to get out of bed. I don't know why. It's, it's, it's not like he, we're going to go do anything. I take him out, and then he just comes to the, the living room and sleeps. It's like he just gets tired of sleeping in one room and wants to sleep in a different room. He's, <laughs> I, sleeping, I know, he's sleeping right now. I know that your dog's... Your dog's name is Benjamin, but you phrased that story as though it could have been your roommate, and it made it so much better. I'm like, <laughs> he just comes to my room and stares at me, and he just sleeps all the fucking time. <laughs> he grown... makes noises next to my bed. He's <laughs> a grown man. She's like, hey, take me outside. Barbara, how, how much for you to get a dog and name it Trevor? Uh, uh, 50 grand. Oh. I feel like we could scrape that together. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder you supply if the, ever been paid for the dog grand to get a dog. I have to supply it. No, Barbara, you have to supply oh, okay. the dog. That's fine. I, I could I could buy any dog I want with that money. I could buy a horse if I wanted that's not, to. That's not a dog. Just kidding. I would adopt anyway. So, uh, but nice. for Monday, uh, I realized sadly today that I was like, oh, nice three day weekend, but it's actually like one and a half day weekend. So uh, even less weekend than I usually get because Sunday uh, we're doing a convention. The, me and the Ruby girls were doing an online convention that lasts from about one to five or 6 PM that day. Online, so, right? 
all online yeah so it's like a virtual panel and then virtual meet and greets and all that stuff by the time this comes out it'll have happened already but that's like the entirety of my sunday gone and then we're also streaming on saturday doing some gaming stuff so that's another that hustle yeah so monday is going to be my one actual full weekend day which is i'm really really happy that happens how do they wrap up a virtual meet and greet like does each person get an allotted amount of time and is there like a third person in the chat with you being like let's go like wrap it up so thankfully i i only did it once so far um but yeah so there's a it's a two minute time limit i always end up going over because it's impossible to have any worthwhile conversation with someone for two minutes sure um so we end up going along, but there is a moderator in the, the call with you who essentially like comes on and be like, all right, guys, start to wrap it up. Or I could also like type with them and say like, hey, like let this one extend a little bit more. But yeah, two minutes is kind of because you got to say hello and goodbye. That leaves you with maybe like 90 seconds of decent conversation. It's like speed dating everyone. Yeah, it's uh, it is so much more exhausting than you could ever anticipate. Um. I did, I did the one I did last time. It was still like uh, amazing to get to meet people and have that experience, especially like not only during quarantine and the situation to allow that to happen, but there's a plenty of people who don't go to conventions because of anxiety or disability or whatever it is um, that doesn't allow them to attend in person. So this allows those people to actually get that experience because of quarantine. So that's kind of cool. Um, but it is, so we did two hours of the meet and greets last time and it was all my energy was absolutely gone by the time it ended so i was like i hope i was still fun and entertaining yeah. to the people who yeah because you want to give like the same energy to everyone and not the sort of trail off towards the end right yeah and i think that's what makes like stuff like rtx so exhausting for us is like we want to be able to give full energy to every single person we meet and like every panel we're on and so you kind of put any exhaustion to the side to just kind of go into this mode of meet and greet mm-hmm. where you have unlimited energy and like are trying to like provide everyone the same amount. Uh, and so by the end of it, you're absolutely pooped. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel about like if I have a particularly busy Monday, if we're in like five or six Let's Plays throughout the day and then I have to sprint from the Let's Play to the podcast. And then we do the post show and afterwards i just have like a hard crash i'm just like oh god <laughs> I just melt down and do nothing for the rest of the night yep absolutely well i don't know what i'm doing on monday i have a full three-day weekend so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna enjoy every day unlike you can play animal crossing i'm probably gonna play a lot of animal crossing um drew are you on that bandwagon yet i know that the three I'm, of us are i'm not i don't have a switch i don't have well, I clearly don't have the game because I don't have a Switch. But, uh, <laughs> there's a raccoon in that game, though, right? Yeah, uh, there's a few. They're, they're, they're tanukis, I believe. Uh, we just had Is there a, a difference. I, in an adjacent Animal Crossing Jason story, we just had a uh, raccoon, a baby raccoon, move into my neighbor's yard. We what? Watched, oh. We watched him for like 45 minutes the other day, just hanging out. Moved wow. in? Like, did he bring suitcases and a box? Yeah, little suitcases, a little like flipped up fedora hat, and he was like, "Is it? We just got off the train." Uh, sorry <laughs> is this the free land yeah uh but he was out during the day so we thought he had rabies and then we almost called animal control and then we didn't and then it rained really hard the other day here like that big storm came through yeah and, and my partner was like oh he's dead like there's no way and then but just the other day we saw him in like a very cute little woodland stump next to our house uh was, was he sitting cross-legged 
Yes, he was sitting across like having a cup of tea, just a little <laughs> raccoon cup of tea, just enjoying his life. Uh, Allie named him Rigatoni. Oh, that's a, that's a good name. It's <laughs> a great raccoon name. Yeah. We threw, I, I threw a cup of dog food over the fence for him, so he'll <laughs> hopefully have a good life. When you say you threw a cup of dog food, are you talking like you took a cup in like a glass and like threw the food out of the glass or like took so, a package thing? So like Admiral has a big like trash can full of dog food um, and she has a scoop. So I just got a scoop and then went out and went, yeah, just, just littered the ground. You didn't put it. Yeah, you littered didn't put my it neighbor's yard. It wasn't my yard. It was, is, is it was vandalism? the neighbor's yard. If you <laughs> chuck a bunch of animal food and like bird feed into someone else's yard, and they just get bombarded by wildlife, is that a crime? No, not if you know my neighbor. My neighbor oh, okay. has a surplus of just shit and ephemera in his yard. Uh, it's just like sculptures and statues and lawn gnomes, and like the whole yard is full. Chocolate Yeah. His name, yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's a wild character. He's always at Eeyore's birthday and he wears like a monk costume a lot of days. Uh, wow. So a cup of dog food, he will <laughs> never notice and is fine. Yeah, I've only had bad luck with raccoons. And like, uh, once again, uh, in that empty house, there, a raccoon moved in. And uh, yep. so, so technically it wasn't empty. No, it was it was <laughs> occupied. Briefly. Sounds like he sounds like he had a bad tenant. Was he paying you rent? <laughs> yeah, and I was trying to sell this place for ages, and uh, one one of the couples that were being shown around, the realtor opened the uh, under the stairs cupboard, and there was a raccoon in there, and they they for some reason didn't want to buy the house. <laughs> well, obviously, then, that they'd have a roommate. <laughs> then after I moved, a bunch of possums ate my hammock. Um, it's just like an interesting place to live in Austin. It's like. It's not like England. England, you might get a fox. It's probably the worst thing that can walk yeah, into Yeah, we background. don't have a lot in Canada either. It's weird to have like so many bugs and wildlife in a city you're living yeah. in. I'm not not used to that. <laughs> I had to kill. I had to uh, spray three uh, wasps' nests in the last uh, week wow. that have started uh, in and around my outside area of my house. Are they murder hornets? They don't look like them. They look like okay. regular those Chinese little wasps. Big, aren't they? They're yeah. Oh yeah. I, I want to see one of those nests. I bet it's like it looks like a condo or something. Nope. I think I would move uh, if one of those started in my place. I'm like, uh, I hate that. I'm always really nervous about that, Barbara. Whenever I'm outside, I'm always like looking up at uh, my roof to see if there's All any the wasp nests up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I. So tell me. If this is true or not, Gus, I feel like you would have this knowledge. Drew, I feel like you would have it too. You guys both have like dad energy. Um, Go on. So I was told that wasps are very territorial. So if there's another wasp's nest in the vicinity, um, they won't build another one near there or they won't fly around a different wasp's nest because they're very territorial. So what some people do is buy essentially fake wasp's nests and hang them like outside or in certain places to keep wasps from uh, building a nest there or from coming there. And I don't know if that is any truth to it whatsoever. I have uh, no idea. I've never heard that. I just looked it up while you were saying that. And apparently that is true. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna go look up fake wasps. I see, I, I, I see uh, that's exactly what I looked up. I see some fake, some DIY fake wasp nests. Okay. Uh, but these are like, this, this doesn't look like what I think of wasp nests here. These look like the, more like the paper kind, huh. you know, like the, the, the big tall ones. The ones we have here are like 
almost like honeycombs that get stuck up in under the yeah. the roof. Yeah. These Were you there, like Barbara, when, when we found one at um, Lindsay's place? No, I don't think I was there because if I was, I would never go back. Oh. Uh, but I know, I think I, that must have been a time then uh, we didn't come. I only, I, en- I think, went there once. I ended up taking it out with one of my shoes. Oh, damn. The whole nest? Like, just you just yeah, eat just- your shoe? Yeah, I was just hurling my shoes and then running inside. I'd wait for them all to clear and then they'd go back in and I'd like knock more down with my shoe because everyone was too scared to go swimming because <laughs> of the wasps. Yeah, but, no uh, kidding. We cleared them off. I sprayed them a, a little bit too. It's a very Texan story. I threw, <laughs> I, I threw my shoes at the wasp nest so everybody go swimming. That's it's, it's my way. The only way it could be more Texan is if it was a boot. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboy <laughs> boot. This episode of the Street Podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Being stuck at home these days, you probably don't think much about internet privacy in your own home network. Just fire up incognito mode in your browser and no one can see what you're doing, right? Wrong. Even in incognito mode, your online activity can still be traced. Even if you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when at home, I'll never go online without using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN makes sure that ISPs like Comcast can't see what sites you visit. Instead, your internet connection is rerouted through ExpressVPN secure servers. Each ExpressVPN server has an IP address that's shared amongst thousands of users. That means everything you do is anonymized and can't be traced back to you. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data with best-in-class encryption, so your information is always protected. Use the internet with confidence from your computer, tablet, or smartphone. ExpressVPN has you covered on every device. You just simply tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the fastest, most trusted VPN on the market. It's rated number one by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless more. So protect your online activity today with the VPN that I trust to secure my privacy, visit our special link at expressvpn.com slash rooster. You can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash rooster. Expressvpn.com slash rooster to learn more. I, I was Man. reading about the summer like ants and termites and stuff. There's like interesting things that happen in termite mounds, I guess, or maybe like a bunch of ants too. But if I think termites have a king and queen pair and not just one queen. And if one of them dies, they can like release some sort of chemical that turns a different termite, like a reserve one, into a king or queen. Bees are like that too. Yeah, and they can live like thirty years. Wow! Oh my god! As like a as like a couple. Isn't that crazy? Oh yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I hate well, it so like, much. The African mounds are like six feet tall. Like yeah, they have few. like giant. Yeah, they have and like then, big like air conditioning systems. Yeah, it's for, like an air. It's like a super advanced architecture and shit. Like yeah, like the hive system is the angles. The angle of the sun at certain hours, and there's holes are angled so that the wind flows over and like air conditions oh, all the. It's so clever. It's it's like, but nature's amazing. Animals, man. Animals, man. <laughs> yeah, like bugs and animals. We couldn't do that if you were out and you were like, I want to build a house and I want to build it so it has natural air conditioning. You'd be like, no idea how to nope, do that. Absolutely yeah, like, not. Can we build always... anything, any of us? <laughs> Let's be real. But I, I always wonder, like, what are my instincts? Like, you see, like, I have a kitten, and the way it interacts with my other cats is a bunch of like genetically determined behavior. Like, it'll like puff up and like rear up sideways because it's trying to be dominant sometimes and like submissive at other times. I don't know what I got other than like run from fire. <laughs> like, what, what else do I know? Genetically. Do you, like, do you like unthinkably, like if you see fire, you run away 
or are you like no, but if, if okay. it's like if, if i'm in a room and it's on fire i know to be like that's gonna kill me i'm gonna get out of it and i don't yeah. think i need to be taught I, that i don't hot. i don't think any animal needs to be taught that i think every animal runs away from fire i think that's like number one you, that's like the lowest hanging fruit gavin do you blush are you a person who blushes like from embarrassment just in general and from embarrassment or from whatever because it's the same as like a cat yeah. ridging up it's a similar thing right it's a physiological response to a but what is uh, that for what does that signify to other people and probably that you're sorry i guess yeah like if your face turns red just be like hi please don't beat me like well, I, just... I feel like most most things in the animal kingdom yeah are for survival or like to send a message to something that doesn't speak your language all that being I, embarrassed does to other people is just make them go like <laughs> walk away <laughs> only to humans because we're terrible right. so you you posted uh a photo of your cat earlier today and uh what did you write you wrote that it looked like it was in a poster for a horror movie <laughs> it looks like a vampire like i want to photoshop a uh, a cape on it with the like, the, like yeah, the high uh collar and uh, like, yeah, it, like was, jumping out of the darkness at someone. I was doing the thing where, like, if you if you rub a kitten's belly, it will like grab your hands, and then you raise your hand up, and it goes. It was doing that, but uh, I didn't want to do it too much. I don't want to teach my cat to like attack my fingers. Yeah, because mm -hmm. that's happened Are... before, right? Didn't you get bit? Oh yeah, I got bit by Smee once, but Smee. he couldn't are see cats, it. Me. Are cats trainable, like in any fashion that's recognizable? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can train like... a cat. Yeah, there's cats that are used for films, aren't there? There's got to be like trained movie oh, cats. Film cats, though, like you run five deep on a film set. Like they each know one dumb little thing, and that's it. Like that—that's mm. how you you max the cat out. It's like that cat knows knew that. that cat knows sit. It's like what else does it know? It's like that's it. <laughs> that <is. laughs> Let's get the cat that knows lie down. Yeah, yeah, but I can I can play fetch with one one of my cats. Uh, I accidentally trained. Another cat to open doors. That's a terrible That's thing it. to teach a cat. It's it the worst like, thing that ever happened. Sounds like you're building a roster of movie cats. Each cat knows <laughs> one dumb thing. When God, I was you younger, watch. Go ahead. when I lived at home uh, before, you know, when I was still younger, uh, my <laughs> sister had a cat. And that cat had this weird habit where if it wanted to see, like, it wanted to know what was happening in the house, but it wouldn't necessarily want to walk around. So it would find, like, a door and it would climb up the door. Uh, the door frame not the door itself it would climb up the door frame and that way you could get like a higher vantage point and it would like look around the entire house you could see what was going on without having to walk to any one particular place wow yeah so That's you'd be walking clever. and then there'd be like a cat at your eye level just holding on to a door frame i don't like that <laughs> no that was not a, that was not a good cat i was watching my cat stalk a bird um because Smee, Smee likes being outside and he just sort of runs around the garden and comes back in and uh, another cat has like started being out there with him, but only when he's out there. But when he was stalking a bird, the other cat immediately went into like low pounce mode with him, and they would both move at exactly the same time and then stop. Whoa, so they had this so weird thing going. Cool. On. Yeah, Bluetooth. You have a cat like... with Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, they're synced. There has to be a way to test what innate human abilities there are. Like what? To your point, like what? What cat-like abilities do we have as hunters or? Because like, like as as, as hunters are supposed to be able to like run forever. That's our whole shtick. Is like right. you can you can run a deer to death and then you just walk up to it and stick. It. But and then like talk, <laughs> talking. 
is also like another thing that we're very good at in order to get things done. But I wonder yeah, but what you, like you don't you don't just get that from birth though. You have to learn it off someone. From someone. <laughs> I can't speak English. I got my talking at birth. <laughs> Did you, have you ever seen a video of those people? I guess it's an old tradition. It's never done anymore. But uh, there's this uh, tribe in Africa. I forget exactly where. I'm trying to find it out. Find out where. But um, what they do is the way that they the way that their tribe used to get food is they would steal it from lions. Have you, has anybody ever seen this before? Oh yeah, ah. it's, it's like nuts. Yeah, three of them will will follow a pride of lions, and when they see that they have a kill, they'll just walk straight up to the lions, not showing any fear. And of course, that freaks the lions out. So the lions run away. And they'll carve some meat off of whatever the lions killed, and then just walk away with it. And the, the lions of that raw movie. <laughs> the lions are just so befuddled because no animal does that to them. That uh, like the humans have a few minutes to go and get food and then leave before they come back. <laughs> could you could you imagine the first guy to propose that to his tribe of people? And be like, look, we're gonna take four of us. We're gonna walk right <laughs> to the lions gonna be great everyone's like no fucking die get out of yeah, here like, like <laughs> it, it probably happened when like their leader got killed in some accident and like everyone was like trying to find out like who was gonna lead them next and the next guy was like oh yeah we can just get it just like walk up to it, pick it up and get it oh, i never thought of that let's go let's try it <laughs> and it worked why not how'd, how'd it go shockingly well <laughs> it, it, it does work like i've seen that happen in i think i've told Good this thing story he wasn't before. blushing yeah yeah <laughs> Like we had we had this rule that when in the supermarket I worked out, if you saw someone shoplifting, you weren't meant to do anything. You were just meant to like right. get their appearance and we'll call the police, but you were never meant to stop them. And some guy just knew that. He would walk in, walk straight to the booze aisle and just pick up whiskey and then hold it above his head and slowly walk out and be like, I'm taking it and just leave. And we would just call the police again and they would try and find him. He did it like four or five times probably. Last night I started rewatching Nathan for You. Has it? Do any of you ever? Did any of you ever watch that while it was on? Uh, it was a comedy yeah. show. Too uncomfortable. I couldn't handle. Yeah, it. I couldn't it's super, handle. super uh, cringe. But the basic I might have premise. Seen an episode, yeah. Yeah, is that he yeah. uh, gives business ideas to uh, companies that might be struggling. And one of the episodes I saw last night was one that I forgot about, where he wanted to help a clothing store, and his idea to them was that attractive people should be able to shoplift one item out of the store. And the rationale was that if they stole an item that, and it looked good on them, that they could tell their friends to go to the store and buy stuff. Oh my God. So they hired a security guard to stand at the door and watch people steal. And if the security guard determined that they were attractive, they could go and take an item. And if they weren't- I was about to to ask who was the determining factor. Yeah, they they had come up with a list of what determines uh, whether someone was attractive or not, but the security guard was not paying attention (laughs) to it. Security guard was going by his uh, his own opinions. Yeah, you're pretty cute. Go ahead. Yeah, I gotta watch that show. I saw it on Hulu. Yeah, that's why I watched it. I was flipping through Hulu and it popped up as one of the recommendations. I was like, oh, it's it's been a few years since I've seen that, so I started watching it. And man, it's just as good now. But yeah, like Drew said, you you have to be okay watching something that's really cringy. Oh, I love such it. A, I'm such an empathetic viewer. I can't like I remember being a kid and not being able to watch certain episodes of Doug. Don't do it. No. Uh, do you have trouble watching? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, absolutely. I can't watch it without somebody. Somebody has to be in the room with me. Like yeah. if I'm by myself, I'm like, I can't watch it at all. Cause that's like one, that's one of the cringiest, like 
it's so funny it's also so hard to watch because yeah. you're just like oh my god these people and these situations that they're in just make you want to like curl up in a ball and close yourself off from all humanity yeah <laughs> forever and ever do you think that's gotten worse i feel like in the mid to late 90s like seinfeld had a lot of moments like that but if you were to go back and watch it now it's not nearly the same on the same level as uh, other shows do that kind of thing uh today is that because we're desensitized maybe it's just getting worse and worse like what's going to happen 15 or 20 years from now how much uh how much worse off that end is it going to be it, it <laughs> like we're reaching it like a asymptote like i feel like we're getting to the upward limit but i that can't be true because it never has been in the past like we've always gone through phases of yeah like heavy stuff and like not heavy stuff i don't know yeah I don't know if it's 15 years for media. We'll, we'll still be in lockdown. <laughs> Go. We need to, we need to, like, next year needs to be 2020, right? 2022. Like, I, I feel like this was a wash for everything and everyone. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to turn 31 this July and then turn 32 next July. I feel like next July I should be turning 31 because this year was just a complete shit yeah. show. Well, yeah, I, I, I joked on Twitter that we should just call it 2022, but then someone else suggested we could also call it 20 slash 21 or 2021 for short. What about 2019, the Snyder Cut? Oh, <laughs> oh God. I, I'm a little, uh, I'm, I'm a little, so people are really excited about that, right? But I think that that's insulting to the people who, worked on the film am i am i off base here like uh i think that it would be insulting to joss whedon that people are petitioning to get this other cut or they're so happy to see this other cut it's like but that's not the movie that was made and released did Zack snyder get removed from the project and joss whedon is that right is joss whedon yeah. to do the reshoot yeah Zack snyder had to uh leave because he had uh some uh, some family things going on right. and yeah joss whedon had to come in and uh did the reshoots i feel like that's Ooh. happened a few times before and I, I know like superman 2 had a bunch of director trouble where there was two at different points and only one is credited it's like it was like a whole thing in the industry but yeah i guess it is disrespectful to the original to the people who are credited right it's, it's kind of similar to when what what is the thing called where they where they take films for like historical preservation that they do in the in the u.s like library of congress yeah but george <laughs> lucas refused to deliver the original cuts of star wars and he will only give them the new ones. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Why? Why yeah. why would he refuse? What's I don't know. A... There's, like, there's, there's some reason why he he's just... <laughs> they, is it, there's a reason why they can't re release the original ones, right? Like some legal reason that he's tied up in, that they just can't do it? Yeah. Mm. Who know? Oh, God. Yeah, who knows? Uh, he he hates those films for some reason. He can't stop tinkering with them. He, he hates all of his movies. I didn't realize... <laughs> his, like, his like student film, THX 1138, he went back and added CG to it. 25 years later and like that was his first feature that nobody's really like people know about it but it's not as well known as a star war uh, <laughs> yeah he like went, he went back and like added shit to it he's like dude nobody cares about this movie why are you adding like robots and cars and shit to this nobody cares i mean that this says a lot about someone because like with art and stuff and like painters like apparently it's really hard to be done like it's, it, it, and, they, and they say that like art is never finished it's just abandoned but he just can't abandon his films it, and I, even decades pass i think art's only abandoned because you run out of financing like that's usually the, especially with film you usually just run out of people who are like okay like buddy like 
we, we can't do anymore. This is way too far. Leave. <laughs> but George Lucas just says infinity money. So it's just like, no, I'm going to do yeah. a, couple, a couple more hours. Just two more here. Like, he, he, can't, he can't be stopped. It's out of control, man. Yeah. This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. You want Chinese? They want pizza. Someone's craving for OEO. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. You just open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, or the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash delivers an our contact list to keep communities safe uh, where they operate. Uh, right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more and zero delivery fees for their first month when you download the DoorDash app and enter code ROOSTER. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees for a month when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store, enter code ROOSTER. Don't forget, that's code ROOSTER for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Uh, remember movies? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You guys watch anything new recently? I mean, there's new uh, stuff being released on a bunch of platforms. I just watched- binge-watched The Great Ooh. How is that? It's the grade is good. It's fine. It's not it's great. Not great. <laughs> it's cool. It's it's by the guy who wrote the favorite. It's got a bunch of actors from the favorite as well, and it's also shot in the same location as the favorite. Mm. But it's all about Catherine the Great in Russia. So as long as you can like swallow that pill, if you've seen the favorite, yeah, I love the uh, favorite. I, I enjoyed it considerably. So if, yeah, then you'll oh, love. We agree uh-oh, on something. Uh-oh. Yeah, Drew, aren't Drew you guys notorious for like never agreeing on if uh, content is good or bad? That's right. We're normally exact opposites. I can't believe that we both like the favorite. It's so far it's Parasite and the favorite, as far as yeah. movies go. Yeah. That's it. I, I've uh, only met one person who didn't like the uh, didn't like Parasite, and that was Christian, right? Yeah. Or like he didn't he didn't think it was that good. It went on too long. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Does he know how to read? I think I don't so. know. <laughs> I got that. Uh, this week, I got that Parasite graphic novel that they made using the storyboards from the film. And uh, that was really interesting to look through. There's a couple of deleted and extended scenes in the book that, you know, didn't make it to the film. And there's a, there's like an alternate version of the ending as well. Uh, it was really, really interesting to look through. Highly recommend. If you like the film, I highly recommend you uh, check How many out that times book. have you seen it now? Oh, God. Um, maybe 30, if I had to guess. Whoa. Are you... So you- how many times... So that's, that's going to be like once a week since it came out. Oh, yeah, there, there was a period where it was like once a day. <laughs> and, yeah, and then, you, then it petered down to once a week. I'm not a person who repeat watches things or reads things ever. Is there something gained by that many repeat viewings or does it just become like a comfort thing at a certain point? It's It becomes a comfort thing, but then every now and then you do realize something different or something that you may have missed uh, at one point. It's definitely after watching it this many times, it's, uh, I don't find anything new that often, but it does happen occasionally. Is that your most frequently watched film of all time? Uh, ew, hard to say. When I was younger, I watched Run Lola Run a bunch because it was like a 70 minute movie and I would put it on when I was cleaning my apartment. It's like, if I put this on now and I clean my apartment, I'll know that I've, I've spent like a little over an hour cleaning. Oh. It's also in 20 minute chunks, so I'm sure you broke it into different chores. Right. Like this this twenty minute chunk <laughs> is the bathroom. This twenty minute chunk is sweeping. Exactly. I probably watched Ace Ventura Pet Detective the most of any film. <laughs> I like how 
I would always just rent it. It was like if ever I was off school because I was sick or something, I would always just rent that film. I should have bought it. It would have been more cost effective. Yeah, at that point. You and I both have a a comfort film that is Jim Carrey. Mine is The Mask. Yeah. I've seen that movie probably a hundred plus times. Do you own it in in its like most modern state? Like do you have it on Blu-ray or anything like that? No. I, it was usually I watched it when I was younger a lot, and I had I think we had the uh, VHS tape of it back oh, then. Oh wow! Yeah, is that, is it was that also even available in Blu-ray. I would imagine. Oh, I have to be. I want to. I want to have a Jim Carrey marathon movie night. That'd be both, awesome. I I would go. Both comedic and dramatic. Because maybe just the comedic. <laughs> it is available in Blu-ray. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, like all the Ace Venturas, The Mask, Liar, Liar. There's so many like classic, amazing comedies of Jim Carrey that yeah. just make me feel like a child again. That man owned the 90s. For I, sure. I, I rewatched The Mask last year sometime. And I remember I looked it up. I'm going to look it up here. Uh, at the time that I was watching, because I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I realized, I want to say that The Mask, Ace Ventura, and Dumb and Dumber all came out the same year. <clears throat> Yeah, 1994. 94. Yeah. What a year. What a, what a year for that a, guy. Yeah, what a debut uh, film wise. Yeah, Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber, all the same year. Damn. And, that was the and 90s. Then, and then he did Batman Forever the next year and Ace Ventura 2. <laughs> He's like <laughs> our version of doing 20 hours of content a week, but in movie form. I don't think I would, I would want to meet another celebrity more than him. Oh, absolutely. He's my top. Yeah. Him and towering Ryan above everyone there. else. You, him and who? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay. Only because I just want to see that human being in my life at least once. <laughs> he's, he's like the ultimate Canadian, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's the king of Canada. Which, like, a couple of people, have, speaking of being Canadian, people have been pointing out that, like, the longer that this quarantine goes on, they're like, I think Barbara's accent is starting to come back because she's not spending as much time around <laughs> multiple Americans. What 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 words do you think you're saying uh, normally now? A couple of boats have come out here and there. You're, um, you're, the, the around you said a little while ago was very Canadian. Yeah, I just need to need to slap it out of myself again. Why? Not that I'm ashamed of it, but I need but apparently to. Apparently, you are. A little bit. Keep it. All yeah. right. Um, we also, uh, I think they, the trailer is going to be out by the time this podcast is out. We put out the, uh, hardcore mini golf trailer and the whole time in that I'm playing like a British character and I, God, I butcher that accent so bad. (laughs) (sighs) It's not my strong suit. (laughs) Yeah, I can't, I can't do accents. It's really, it's not, not in my wheelhouse. Mm-mm. I thought I could do accents when I was younger, but then I realized I lived in Oklahoma and that none of the things I was doing was correct. It was just me being really ignorant. <laughs> I read that uh, um, Tesla is looking to build a new factory and they're looking at either the Austin area or the Tulsa area. Oh, do we want him here though? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. you want to hear uh, he's, he's just a bit of a lunatic just, at the moment. He's going off the, the deep end, yeah. That's true. I, I think I said that on a, a podcast a couple of weeks ago. It's like, that's the worst part about owning the car is uh, him. Yeah. 
But he's potential to be great. Like he's working towards good stuff. I feel like. But like, didn't the director of the manned NASA flight like just bounce and was like, I can't with this, maybe with this guy or like with this project anymore. Like he has to have something to do with it, right? I'm looking it up. I didn't hear about that. Oh, mm, yeah. Ooh. Like, and, and I think recently his tweet about how Tesla was valued too high wipes yeah. like billions of dollars off the value of Tesla. Oh my God. Why would he do that? <laughs> I feel like it's like me being like, "Hey, I don't, guys, I don't think I should be getting paid um, uh, this much. Why don't you give me a demotion?" I feel like if you want to be permanently unhappy and bored, just become a billionaire. <laughs> I, do you know any of them who who aren't like deeply troubled? <laughs> let me think, let me think about all the billion, let me think about all the billionaires I know. Hold on. Yeah, personally, uh, let's see. One, two. <laughs> I feel like so, Bill Gates kind of has his shit together. Like Bill Gates, yeah. he's like trying. Okay, like, yeah, he's like yeah, found his drive. If, if you invent a virus and invent a technology via to activate it via five gigahertz, I mean, yeah, you'd be pretty happy too. <laughs> is that what five G is? Five gigahertz? Uh, oh no, it's not. Uh, it's uh, fifth generation. I, You're right. I got like, five gigahertz in my room. Like Sixty. The five G frequency is it's two different frequencies. It's four hundred fifty megahertz to six gigahertz. Is frequency one and frequency two is twenty four point two five gigahertz to fifty two point six gigahertz. And which one is he controlling us with? Uh, I think frequency two, <laughs> the one that's being okay. used for control. And the and the first one's the the virus. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, got it. Virus and control. Got it. Cool. Yeah. As long oh. as we're all on the same page. All, all in one package. You got to you got to you give it an easy name like five G to market it. I'm I like have the conspiracy subreddit on my feed and I'm about to like turn it on. I can't anymore. Like yeah. it was fine before the How pandemic. How could you deal with that? I yeah, just, like, my it's, God. Like, scroll through and it's like, hey, that, that might lead me to a good idea for something else. But then like right now it's just a dumpster fire. Like more oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't even imagine with something like this. That's so, people still don't understand so many things about it. We don't understand so many things about it, but I could only imagine how not so crazy it's driving some people and how many different theories there are floating around that are just absolutely absurd. On, can't even uh, begin on uh monday's podcast I, I i started telling a story and uh about uh when i went to hank's and i picked up that uh, egg sandwich to eat uh mm. over the weekend uh there was another part of that story that i didn't tell uh that this is making me think about so when i went to is the sorola cut is the sorola cut <laughs> when i went to hank's to pick up that food um you know the restaurants are, are starting to reopen here they're not fully open but at hank's you could sit on the patio outside if you wanted to eat there. And the way that it worked was you would walk up, you place your order at the host stand, then you go and you sit and the tables are all separated. When I went, there were only four tables that were occupied uh, in the whole restaurant. And you all know, you've seen it. The restaurant's huge and there's only four tables occupied. So anyway, uh, I go up there to get my takeout food. I tell the host, like, you know, I'm here, I place an order online. He goes, okay, let me go get it. He walks into the back and behind me in line, this couple walks up and I see them park the car and they walk up and uh, they're not wearing masks. Everybody else, of course, has masks on except mm. these two walking up. I'm like, God damn it. Of course, they're going to get up here and line behind me. Uh, they stay a you know, distance away. And uh, the host comes back out and he, he looks, uh, the hostess comes out. She looks at me and goes, you know, your food's coming out. Can you stand to the side? That way I can help these people. I'm like, sure. So I step off to the side to, you know, have some distance. And uh, mm. those two people walk up and the hostess looks at them and says, uh, you two, yeah, you need to have masks on. If you don't have any with you, you can have some. Uh, I'll supply you. And then she like pulls out a box of masks uh, 
uh, disposable masks to give to them. And the couple are like, oh, no, it's okay. And they reach into the pocket and pull out their masks and put it on. It's like, you all see everyone else is wearing them. You have the fucking mask in your pocket. Oh, my Just God. Put Come them on. on. The thing, here's the thing. that Because we went to H-E-B the other day for like a little, a couple little things. And I was walking through the store and I was like, this makes me so uncomfortable. But now I can pick out the stupid people way easier. Like before, <laughs> you don't know who's stupid. Now, that guy, that guy, you, Mr. Nose out right there, you're dumb. Like, so easy. Or like, the people wearing the masks like this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or like, like like this, just on their chin. Have you seen that uh, illustration that's like, if you wear your mask like this and it has the nose out, it's like wearing your underwear like this and it has like someone's penis out on top of the underwear. <laughs> uh, which is to say, I know some people can't wear them, right? For whatever sure. reason. But, sure. there's but they probably shouldn't be going out. Well, there's way more people not wearing them than I think have a, a, a legitimate excuse not to. And I, like I said, the couple behind me in this instance at Hanks, they obviously had masks and knew they were supposed to wear them and put them on uh, without any fuss. It's just what frustrating it? to see that. What was up with that video of the mask with like a button that opens up like a Pac-Man mouth? Have you seen what? that? I don't, I don't think I saw that. I saw that a, it, Go ahead. Well, yeah, it's, it's like a mask. Uh, with a tube coming out for, I guess, the control wire and just a button. And it's a video of a guy, like, taking his fork up to his mask, press the button, and the mouth, the mask goes, and he puts his food in and closes again. And I was like, is this a parody thing? What is this? Is this a real thing? What's the point of a mask that opens over right. your mouth? What? I have not seen that. Try, a, try and find it. I saw the lo-fi version of that, which was a dude who had taken a pack of, like, Cottonelle personal wipes and had left the little flap on the lid. And so like, it would just like, it was like the manual version. You just like click it open, eat some food and like <laughs> put it back down. I saw someone do this thing where um, they didn't have a mask, but they had to go out. I, I think it was a joke video, but they put their hood up like this and they took a lid from a pot and put it in here and then tightened the strings on their hood. So it was just like this glass uh, pot lid right here. <laughs> And I was like, that's pretty smart. And technically it works until you sneeze. It's like your own sneeze guard. Oh. <laughs> that's that is that horrifying. <laughs> wow. What is that? And that's who your... is that? And is this real? I hope it's not. Oh, that dude looks like a knockoff Jeremy Clarkson trying to be a, a real life <laughs> Muppet. And that's from a video. You can actually see it like in action. If that thing doesn't chew, then it's not worth the purchase. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Oh, that's great. This episode of the Rooster Podcast is brought to you by Purple. Technology has improved just about everything. Phones, cars, shopping. Mattresses, on the other hand, have more or less been the same since the invention of sleep. But we deserve better, and finally, the mattress has evolved thanks to Purple. The secret to Purple is the Purple Grid. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. Purple's for every body, no matter which way you sleep. Purple is designed with over 2,800 open air channels and naturally temperature neutral gel. You'll never sleep too hot or too cold. The Purple mattress is soft where you want it, firm where you need it, and comfortably cool all over. It's truly a mattress that does it all. You can rest easy night after night, year after year, because the ultra durable Purple Grid won't sink or lose shape. Purple is so confident in what they do that every Purple mattress comes with free shipping and returns and a risk-free 100-night trial. Experience the next evolution of sleep. Go to purple.com rooster. Use promo code rooster. And for a limited time, you'll get $150 off any Purple mattress order of $1,500 or more. 
That's purple.com slash rooster, promo code rooster, for $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more. Terms apply. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 weird. What are we? Uh, so I guess at this point now, it, we're in phase two of Texas reopening, which, uh, oh, wait, tomorrow bars can reopen, which is which seems really, really scary to me. Yeah, I believe responsible tomorrow. Uh, yeah, bars can reopen. Hmm. I saw I, 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 I don't know if we should address this or not, because it was just one comment. But I saw a comment on last week's podcast that was just like, why are they still doing podcasts from home? Texas has reopened. So I don't know if we should address that. Uh, well, Austin really hasn't. Austin has different rules than the rest of Texas. The mayor's, True. The mayor's been like way more cautious than the rest of Texas. But even if Austin is has started reopening, which I'm, I'm sure it will little by little as time goes on, Rooster Teeth is going to make sure that everyone is safe and that we're operating in a, in a smart, uh, sensible way. And I don't really see us going back to the office and interacting with each other in person to a large scale anytime soon. Yeah, I think we started our work from home before uh, the city issued its shelter in place order. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think you may start at, you may start to see us slowly, little by little filtering in, but you won't see like you did earlier this year. That'll be a while before you have a large production like that again. Plus, now I, I gotta feel worry like... about Legionnaire's disease. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of the, the gaming stuff, too, they don't necessarily need to rush back. Like, most of Achievement Hunter can be done from our homes anyway, home, yeah. without like a significant loss in quality. It's, only it's definitely like the... a, a vibe missing from not being able to look over and see someone. But sure. yeah. And like the between the game stuff that you guys would typically do is. Yeah, I have to get a little more creative with what you do. Just kind of like what we're having to do for RT Life and hard mode and different series we make like that. We have to get real creative with it. it I think a big sure. thing for me has been like, it's so much harder to read a room now, like in video chats. Like you can't feel yeah. people's energy near you or next to you. And so it's just like, I don't know what y'all are about. I don't know if we're having a good day or a bad day, but I'm going to say my piece. Good luck. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's also really like when you're saying something in a group meeting and then nobody responds because it's like everyone's at their own computer in their own space. Like some people are looking at their phone or a different tab. And it's not like being in person where if someone's like clearly on their phone or laptop in front of you, you're like, hey, could you right. not be right. doing that in the meeting? But for this, it's just like, all right, anyone have any thoughts on that? Hello? And, and in real life, there's no possibility of a connection issue. Like you're never in a room full of people and then you're like, <laughs> Oh, did I cut out? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, that's the yeah, worst. When you, you go on like saying like a long piece and you're like, oh, nobody heard anything or oh, I'm muted <laughs> or yeah. uh, my connection dropped. All the stereotypes are absolutely true I'm, and happen to us I'm all the time. I'm pretty sure it happened to me last week. I audibly farted in a meeting without <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> like I was just like hanging out, thinking about something. I was like, oh, I was like. Oh, oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Your thing just lights up. Like, <laughs> are you talking? Are you talking? No, my ass is. Uh, <laughs> just full screens your video, but you're not saying anything. <laughs> the, the, the problem I've been having, it's not something that I do, but uh, I've got uh, a large window off here to my left. And for some reason, multiple, uh, it hasn't happened the past couple of days, but uh, some days, a few times a day, a bird will try to fly through that window. So I'll just be oh, sitting here, it. yeah, and I'll hear like a thunk, and I'll look, and I'll see a bird <laughs> flying away, like, okay. 
So if you ever hear like a loud thunk in the background when we're uh, doing this, and if I look off that way, there's a, a, probably a bird that just flew into a, a that, window. That means that's happening. I mean, that's happening whether you're home or not. So like how right. many birds have hit that window at this point? Like we're right. talking. I have no, really count I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, there's one yeah, imprint I can dusty. definitely see. You'll yeah. see them if they hit. Uh, I found a dead bird in my backyard once. That's so sad. Like must have, must have, must have hit it a little too hard. I, I, yeah. Birds are dumb. They're, they're yeah, watching. I, I, you, 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 I'm sure you've seen the animated adventure. They're watching me. I sent you that clip, didn't I, of uh, that bird that flew into the side of my house and then oh, a, cat, yeah. <laughs> a cat ate it immediately. <laughs> it's so oh, weird. The cat was like, it was like it was waiting for that. Yeah. It's like a like emotional alert. I got my phone and I was like, it was like David Attenborough should have been narrating it. It just you see the bird go into the wall, not even a window. It plops down onto the onto the floor, and within like two or three seconds, it's being carried away by a cat that is just runs in from off screen. Man, aren't you glad you don't have to worry about that? That you're not constantly looking over your shoulder, worrying if a, an animal is going to come eat you. No, you just, <laughs> you, apparently you just walk right up to it and take what you need. <laughs> it's not like you have to worry about a. a I guess a bear, like, right. If you were in the woods, like you'd think about like a bear or a mountain lion or something that would come and get you. But for the most part, you don't have to worry about in your day-to-day -day life. You don't worry about an animal just showing up and eating you. Yeah. Nope. Just viruses, uh, mm -hmm. coming for you. I mean, most animals are scared of humans. True. Just based mm -hmm. on evolution. <laughs> oh, speaking of animals, I read this crazy story. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before, uh, about this, war this four-year-long war that some chimpanzees had uh, what was it it was uh the gombe chimpanzee war it lasted from 1974 to 1978 and we're two literally on the monkey news section of the podcast <laughs> isn't that crazy it's like is, is this, this a recurring section i've been keeping up lately it it is, on the Gervais podcast. is it <laughs> the, uh, yeah this the, i guess it was this large tribe of chimpanzees and then like one group splintered off and went and did its own thing. And then they just went to war with each other. Uh, wow. and it was, it's, it's crazy to read all the details about it, but it was this, this four year long war. And eventually one of the tribes of chimpanzees just ends up getting totally wiped out. Yeah, I imagine it was one. gruesome. I, I bet there was like baby stealing and cannibalism. Monkeys are yeah. messed up. It was <laughs> from, from a human chimps perspective. Espe chimps especially are fucked up. Like, yeah. Chimp you can't have a chimpanzee after it's a baby because it'll just rip your face off one day for fun. It'll rip your face or genitals off and eat them. Yeah. Fun. Buy PG tips. <laughs> uh, anyway. Monkeys. Anyway, scary dude. Don't, don't go to war with monkeys. I think that's, uh, that's, that'll be the title of this episode. Don't wasn't it like when the, uh, the virus first started, wasn't there, I forget what place it was. I want to say like Singapore maybe where because there were like no tourists or people out in the streets for days uh, or weeks it was thailand, monkey started thailand monkey started like taking over mm -hmm. it was Which, the, the that to me is the scariest reality there ever. were monkeys in thailand and the deer in japan in nara japan that there are they're both groups of animals that are normally fed by tourists and since the tourists were gone they just <laughs> went on a rampage through the town oh, just yeah. don't mess about no. Did they go like looking for stuff? Like they went to go like hunt people oh, down and get no. They get went food. right. They're, they're human they're, trained, right? They just went through the town to start eating everything. Oh, oof! My God. But yeah, the, that, the, that the, is the, a nightmare fuel. The video of the monkeys was way more terrifying. I thought. 
anything with like, thumbs is scary to me. Like, if you have thumbs, that means you could open cabinets and doors and locks and shit. Like, I know I can open why... a cabinet without a thumb. Yeah. Yeah, but it's way easier with a thumb. You can Wait. hold a mug. You can hold a, right. anything. Anything with a thumb can hold a hot mug of something. And then that monkey has a mug. Don't don't baby Run. raccoons have thumbs? That's what I'm saying. Is like that's why I gave him the cup of dog food to appease the thumb thing that lives next door. So would well, you say like to get food. things that don't have thumbs, if they had thumbs, would be even more scary? Like an alligator Absolutely. with a thumb? Hundred percent. Well, the, two two things. One, it'd be funny if it was like on his forehead. Like if it was not where a thumb was supposed to be. I don't think that would be as scary. But if an alligator walked down and was like, hey, you want a thumb wrestle? I'd be like, no. <laughs> or he just had a gun. <laughs> I'm not afraid of alligators. Well, this alligator has a gun. Oh, I'm very afraid of that alligator then. Welcome read- to Florida, bitch. <laughs> Did you read about that woman in South Carolina who got uh, killed by an alligator a couple of weeks ago? No. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look up the exact details. I believe it was uh, the woman was uh, like she did people's nails and she showed up to an in-home appointment to do someone else's nails. And uh, the the nail, what do you call them? The nail dresser? What, what's the appropriate name there? Nail tech? The nail tech, tech uh, yeah. saw uh, an alligator out at a lake on this woman's property. So she went out by it and the woman who owned the house was like, don't go over there. There's an alligator over there. And uh, I saw that alligator eat a deer last week. And the nail tech's response was, don't worry, I don't look anything like a deer. Um, so she went up to the lake to try to touch the deer, uh, to try to touch the alligator. Uh, the alligator snatched her and started dragging her under the water. Um, the, pe- the people who were there tried to save her. They tried to pull her out of the, uh, the water. And uh, her last words were, I guess I won't do this again. And then the alligator dragged her under. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Geez, that's awful. Man. Yeah. Well, like stuck she was in a right. death roll. <laughs> yeah. That's oh. terrible. I can't imagine how awful that is to experience Ugh. Wait, what, that, add that to, to the witness? list of things i don't Either. want to experience while dying or ever in my life yes. ways i don't want to die at number 2005 i think the best way to die would be stood under a nuke Just i think it would be you don't uh, feel anything Dying yeah. in your sleep, probably while you're real old. Do you think like, do you that you really maybe... die in your sleep? I, I always wonder do you really about this. Die without he waking went, up first. He peacefully, peacefully in his sleep is like maybe like the only thing that I could think of is like, oh, you had a nightmare so bad that it killed you. Right. So that's I mean, not peacefully in your sleep at all. That's just yeah, you're freaking the fuck out a... and you just don't wake up. I mean, what you if can die like... in a coma? But surely, if you die in the night while you're just asleep, you wake up and die, and then you <laughs> then the people just you, say you died I... in your sleep. Or what if you have the worst nightmare ever? Like, that's what it is. Like, right. like, 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 like kind of parallel to what Drew's saying. It's like, what if part of that is you actually don't wake up, you just have literally the worst nightmare of your life. That could conceivably seem to go on for a really long time. Because, yeah. like, every time someone's like, oh, you died peacefully in sleep, like, that's how I want to go. But then I was thinking about, I guess, Fred Willard. That's how everybody framed him dying this week. It was like, yeah, peacefully in his sleep. It was like, I don't know about that, man. There's, there's a catch in there. Somebody's not telling me something. Yeah, I also was very confused because that article about him came out and it was like, you know, Fred Willard, age 86, um, passed away. Um, But I looked him up and like, uh, I think it was either his Wikipedia or IMDb page. One of them was saying he was 81 and one was saying he was born in this year and another one was saying he was born in that year. And I was like, is he 81 or 86? And I think I discovered he's 86. But it's weird that there's information about someone that big 
who like they don't they have inconsistencies with when he was born and stuff like that i found it yeah. very interesting but i think that happens a lot in entertainment right people was, fudge their birth like, years yeah actors man they'll tell you yeah what a yeah i still don't know had. how i still don't know how old joel Heyman is <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i ever will <laughs> that, that was yeah, one of the things when um grant thompson the youtuber he died in a like a paramotor accident but all of the first reports had his age wrong weird which made me think like it maybe wasn't true so i was like shit is this real and i couldn't i just couldn't figure out for ages if it was real or not it turned out to unfortunately be real but the first few articles had his age all over the place well i mean there's a lot of misinformation online too if you look something up i think for a long time if you looked me up it said that i was born in webb county texas which is entirely untrue you know yeah. the people lot, just post my, stuff like, on, write stuff online a lot of my early life and like heritage stuff is just complete garbage online but then why, <laughs> why would i change it that's a, that actually segues into something that i i wanted to talk about um you know we we were doing that stuck at home podcast with bernie we did a few episodes of that uh first episodes you know available for everyone then we have three others that are available for first members but when we were planning that you know, we were trying to organize when we were going to tape it, how many we were going to do and all of that. I saw people posting online, like the rumor mill just starting uh, and people saying that like Bernie had cut all ties with us or that he was mad at the other founders and that we weren't talking. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't want to address that, but that's entirely right. untrue. And I saw people like agreeing or piling onto that. It's like, it's a good time to just remind people. Just because you read something online doesn't necessarily make it true. <laughs> There's a lot of very yeah. false information floating around. I mean, online in general, but also like within the Rashid community about like why certain things happen or why certain decisions were made. And it's don't believe a, a one random comment you read and then take that information and make that like fact to yourself. Yeah, the, because... other, the, the other thing I don't like is when people are like, oh, I don't know if this is true or not, but I read. It's like, well, <laughs> then don't repeat it. Right, because then someone's going to see your comment and then be like, oh, I know why this happened because uh, I saw right. a comment about it. This is why. Right. It, just, like, it just builds on it. Yeah. There was a lot just, of that also in the early days of like uh, shelter in place and lockdown. Like I, I, I saw a lot of people writing like, oh, I don't know if this is true or not, but I read that the government's going to institute martial law and they're just waiting till they have the troops in place. Like, it's not So true. don't repeat it. If yeah. you don't know if it's there's, true. There's then... no value in saying it. I think that's where a lot of those conspiracy theories come from. And like, also just people repeating things it's like people want some modicum of control over their space. And so it's them being able to be like, I know a thing. I have a fact. Like, let me, let me show you what I know so that I can have control over this situation that's going on. And I think mm -hmm. with something like this, it's so out of like, nobody knows all the facts yet. It's like trying to figure it out. I think uh, a lot of people kind of, grasp onto that and see say i have the facts but yep but no it's it's something where i think um you know it feels empowering to have information and to know something that other people don't and i feel like that a lot of people online i don't want to say this in a weird way but like get off on that kind of power so when they could say something that like oh well this is why or oh i heard because of this like being that person to deliver that information and know something that other people don't is a very like self-fulfilling feeling uh so I, I i could see why people would want to do it uh just don't <laughs> you know? yeah uh, anyway I know. all right I, I just felt like I, I wanted to say that on monday when we talked about uh the stuck at home podcast and when uh jeff was on Gus, I just, why are I just you forgot. mad at bernie 
It's it's funny because we text like every day. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, 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 I feel like I, I talk to him more now than I did when he was at the office with us. He he sent me a video the other day of uh, that call center where we all met and we all worked at. He had I guess he took a video in I forget what year. I think he took a video in '97 and then another video in 1999, and uh, he shared them with us. I was like, man, I forgot how like how small that call center was or how close mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of little details you forget it was weird to see that space again because that office doesn't exist anymore you know they've moved since then and uh Where that building is just something different now. i have no idea because it, uh, like it must have been on tape somehow yeah, yeah like it's not DB. like it's mm-hmm. not like cameras were rare then but it is rare to bring one into you know an office job i think he was trying to film some promotional stuff for the for the company so, uh and uh, I mean, that's that's the only thing I can think uh, that that's, what, that's a, how it kind of looks like. It's funny. You're saying that you get more texts from from him now than you did before. And I think the same is for me. Uh, he'll text me about like the most random things or like send me TikToks. And I'm just like, oh, this is nice. I get to talk to Bertie more. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he sent me a text uh, right after Last Laugh came out. And he said, it's funny. This is going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen that episode yet, it's out. It's over a week that it came out now. So you should watch it. But. He said, it's funny, I laughed at the exact same point as Gus. Must be from working together so long. <laughs> That's the last text he sent me. The last text he sent me was, dude, I laughed at the exact same moment as you on Last Laugh. Barb's eye lock would have killed me. Yeah. <laughs> Something about like the the eyes with like that teary look yeah. that you do. It's irresistible. Can we, laughter. I also Can we... painted like eyelashes down there too so that they would tear while I cried. Sad clown. Can we talk about stuff that was cut from that that didn't make it to the final edit, or do we wait until it's all over? I think we could. I, if it's not going to spoil anything too bad, I yeah, think I mean, it's probably it, it, fine. it didn't have any effect on the end of the game. But right. an, another reason that, like, so when you came through the door and we locked eyes, uh, the, the thought that went through my head was that if I turned away, that you were just going to target me. So I had to, like, kind of stand my ground and hopefully not laugh but what had given me confidence into thinking that i couldn't laugh was and this was cut entirely this this didn't come out this was cut entirely from the show was earlier in the competition Lindsay had come back after she'd been eliminated and she was acting like a cat and she was covered in lube and uh, she was like she was targeting me hard like rubbing on me and rolling around at my feet uh, like I trying had to get no me to idea laugh. that happened. Yeah, and I, in my mind, I was like, I survived Lindsay targeting me. I was like, I can do this. I can, I can, I can stare Barbara down and not laugh. Like the Lindsay thing had given me uh, confidence, but I just, I just couldn't hold it together. <laughs> I like that that whole, that whole thing took place, and aside from this story, no one will ever know about it. Yeah, it was just, yeah. <laughs> it was gone. It was cut entirely. Although, like, they have so they have six hours of footage from multiple cameras. I feel like there could be some bonus, yeah, like things released at some point. Deleted like moments. That. Yeah. That's what's always weird about doing productions with other parts of Rooster Teeth is that in Achievement Hunter, almost everything comes out. If we do like an hour long Gmod video, it'll probably come out as like 45 minutes with just like gaps cut out, but not like big chunks cut. So it's always weird to see or hear about something that you may have done in a Rooster Teeth video and be like, oh, I forgot about that because it didn't come out. This whole Mm -hmm. thing was cut. It's like a very different thing than what we, we do in AH. Yeah, well, that was like six hours of footage. Yeah, uh, that they, and each they one is each episode half an hour, right? Yeah, about half an hour. So, I mean, yeah, they end up cutting half, over half probably of everything that was taped. Yeah. How many how many hours of footage did you guys get for Weird Place? 
True. Uh, <laughs> so it came out to be, we had an hour of content that we actually like aired and we shot four, six hour days. So there was 20, probably in the neighborhood of like 15 hours of footage. Wow. And you put out one. Yeah. Cause we were like, and we would be in there all night. Yeah. And we'd be shooting pretty consistent. Like Gav, correct me if I'm wrong. We shot almost the whole night we were in there. Right. Like, yeah. There wasn't a, a ton of waiting around. It was right. The 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 most of the downtime was like, oh, we've unlocked a door. Let's, we'll now let's... walk through it, and then you would be like, all right, hold, and all the cameras because we didn't have like nineteen cameras. It was like two main ones walking around or something, or two or three. So yeah. everyone had to like move past us and get ahead of us so we could like film us coming through. So it was like stop start in that regard, but it wasn't a ton of like waiting around. Right. There wasn't like re- it wasn't like on a movie set where you're like reframing things. So yeah, we were always. Yeah. It was a ton of footage for a 60, 60 minute show. Yeah, it's crazy. But. We also wasted a ton of footage because <laughs> there was that bit right at the beginning where we couldn't get in the house because we hadn't discovered the thing that opened, that unlocks the door. But right. the thing is, it's like, it wasn't real. Like it, there wasn't anything tied to what unlocked the door. You would just be like, all right, that unlocked the door. Right. I had to like so, give the cue to unlock it. Yeah. So I found the thing. <laughs> that unlocked the door but no one on the crew because we were all like spread out so i like opened the mailbox or did something and then it did nothing so i was like well that's not it right <laughs> and then like, like you were like after... by yourself away from camera and like playing yeah. with something and, and after then you're like, like half an hour or something you were like guys mailbox and i was like oh i already tried that i didn't do anything and we were like damn it okay try it again yeah yeah, stuff like did that you, was pretty funny. Did you all see that announcement a couple weeks ago about how uh, Tom Cruise is going to film part of a movie in space? He's been wanting to do that for years. And yeah, like, I guess I guess they're finally going to do it. Yeah, that's that but dude. What, he what like files his own insurance out of that? What do they it gain? Has, it has they can't nothing, do on a vomit comet. It has nothing uh-huh. to do with. Uh, gaining. It's just Tom Cruise wants, wants to do crazy Cruises. shit. Yeah. That's it. You like. Wait, what, I'll tell you what it does. does. We're talking about that movie now, right, even exactly. though it's not filmed yet. Yeah, it's just like when he was hanging off the side of the plane as it took off in yeah. the other movie. And, right. Yeah, really, he does all the skydiving shit. He takes out an insurance policy and gets a producer credit on any movie that he does, so that he can do his own stunts. Just because he loves like thrill-seeking shit like that. I bet though, if they do have him in space, <laughs> for real, they will do a shot that lets you know that it's real. Like he's inside a space station, and then like opens the door, yeah. and the calls him out into open space, and it's like there were no green screens, and it's like, <laughs> well, you must think about cost like a like, thousand times more money. We think about like in Mission Impossible Fallout, they have that Halo parachute scene, right? Which they did yeah. practically. It's like the same kind of thing where you're filming inside a plane and then with no cut, no nothing, you just like, you walk off the plane and jump out. They did that, that to me. 35 times, right? It was it, like 35 takes of the nuts. It just so. wasn't as impressive to me as the holding onto the side of the plane one. Because I, I feel still... like a Halo jump, you could easily fake. You could <laughs> right. easily, it's not like you could see all those facial details. MI2 is still the one for me when he's between the two rocks and like just he's oh, free, yeah. free soloing that fucking dude. It's uh, widely that little boy. That sequence where he pulls the brakes on the bike and he like endos <laughs> the front and it's spinning round and it like just spins round over and over again in the camera. That is an insane piece of cinema. 
It's ridiculous. Uh, I've got a couple of friends who've like done he's like AC movies with him, and apparently a thing that he does because uh, AC does focus pulling, he'll ask the AC what foot they want him to land on. Like if he's doing a run, like his classic Tom Cruise run, they'll be like, he'll ask like, do you want my right foot or left foot on the mark? And the AC will be like, I don't know, right? And he'll make sure like, my buddy said he was doing like a hundred yard dash and every single time he would hit his right foot right on that mark, no matter what. Wow. Yeah, like the dude that's, is that's insane. Skill, dude. Like, he's very good. My God. A technician. I can't even remember what hand I pick something up with when I film something. <laughs> he clearly has like a, a great idea of a lot of the technical roles on a film set. Like even to even suggest that he must know exactly what they're dealing with. Well, and like, has he directed anything? I don't even know. I'm gonna have to look it up. Because uh, I feel like he would be a fine, like he'd be a very good director because he's been around forever. He'd probably be an excellent camera operator too. Right. Maybe he'll Maybe be a camera operator for himself. Like they can save money on his space filming if he operates the camera as well as acts. Well, I feel like that that was like a, a classic Jackie Chan move would be like, oh, we, Jackie Chan would want a shot of like a sweeping camera shot as like a bunch of bad guys like scale a wall. And they'd be like, ah, oh, we can't afford to like put a crane up on the rooftop. And Jackie Chan would be like, someone hold my legs. I'll hold the camera. And he would just like operate the camera in this, you know, super dangerous location himself just to get the shot. That was like a super like common thing for him to do. Tom Cruise has directed one episode of television in 1993, according to IMDb. I've never heard of, I've never heard of a TV show. Right. Fallen oh, Angels. Oh, man. You know what I haven't stopped to think about yet? Is when we used to do the RT podcast in the studio, Gus and when Bernie was on the podcast, you guys used to have your laptops open so you could like Google stuff like yeah. conversations like this that we're talking about. We could do that. All of us are doing that now. All of us are on our computers just Googling stuff during the podcast. I never even thought about it. I can't use my PC, though, because I have one of those really loud mechanical keyboards. So I have to use my laptop mm. here to the side. Here, I'm going I'm to type something for you. You pick, you pick that up? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not very, not very fun. <laughs> I'm try so I can't. can you hear mine? Mine's not no? as loud. Sweet. No. Got away with that. If you got a better mic. Oh, it's just oh, plus further also, away, maybe. Yeah, if we're listening on Discord, it may not pick up on the threshold. True. I was also All hoping right. for a really long con joke, Gavin, and like you were going to play a piano concerto suddenly out of nowhere. Just have like a sample saved. <laughs> Man, the, yeah, the, the the prep to get that joke ready. <laughs> <laughs> like, like run in an hour and fifteen minutes into the podcast, like, oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> What was that gag that Todd did on the podcast where he had them Photoshop? Like he he wanted to bring something up specifically, and he had like all was this. Was it Baby Yoda? Photoshop. He had like this this long setup. He made me talk was about it something. His eye. And yeah, he like made you talk about something, and then like he was like zoom in on the photo and like built this whole thing in Photoshop. It was like it enhanced the photo, and then it was a it was like a mime. It was a mime, think, right? Oh, in his yeah. eye. Yeah. Uh, so, it, it was for the bit where the lady in Japan saw herself and like somebody figured oh, out where she lived because the reflection right. from her eye. That's what it was. Look at you. Good memory. <laughs> Were you on that podcast? Yes. Okay. Um, Have you been I on a podcast it. since we stole Chad's desk? Yes. Okay. I think I've been on twice. Oh, yeah, for sure. I believe. Yeah. I still love your reaction to uh, 
seeing it because you just walk past it at first without noticing. <laughs> Look, man, it's noisy in here, okay? Like, I got a lot going on. And so, like, yeah, I watched it. Oh, it seems really, like, I remember thinking, like, it was breezy. I was like, oh, it seems really spacious in here. And then, like, I turned around and I was like, oh, Chad's desk is, Chad's desk is gone. Fuck. That whole thing was such a thing i don't know how else to describe it there was so, like a lot of prep work for something that should have been a very simple thing but the videos that came from that day were so fun still some of my favorite stuff we've made recently this is i also really like john's explanation at the beginning the way he phrases it because he's talking to john, he's talking about john mace working on getting the microwave and then he's like how do you work on getting a microwave like he's yeah. genuinely angry like was he building video. it <laughs> sounds about right all that work and that microwave is just sitting at our office getting a, a lesion. What's it called? Getting, <laughs> getting a Legionnaire's disease. It's getting a Legionnaire's microwave. I'm just going to keep saying Allegiance. Allegionnaire. Allegionnaire's microwave. <laughs> we had a, uh, a new episode of Black Box Down come out today. Plug. On Thursday, not on Monday. Everyone should go listen to it. That podcast is so good. I was actually listening to it right before we recorded Dungeons and Dragons today. I was almost late because I was I was so engrossed in the story. That was a, a a brutal one, Value Jet Five Ninety Two. That was the first episode of that podcast we had to record from home. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it's, that was know. that long ago that we. That How we taped far that. ahead are you on that one? We taped episode ten two weeks ago, and we're taking a little break right now because we got so far ahead. Hmm. Actually, I should say I don't even know if we're going to make more. Can I say that? Yeah, we made ten. And then depending on the reaction, we may make more. We may make more. I think right now it's it's been pretty positive. So I think we're starting the process of exploring what it would take to make more. So uh, there, yeah, there are no <laughs> there are no more uh, scheduled at the moment. But I think we're at the point where we're going to start trying to figure out uh, if we can schedule some more. I lost context, and I thought you meant there are no more plane crashes scheduled. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know that you can. <laughs> Now, we have a big list of, uh, of incidents that we want to cover. Uh, no, episode 10 is our longest episode. I think episode 10, we taped for over an hour. So that might, wow. be, that might be an hour long episode. And they're usually a, what, 30? About 30, 30 minutes. Is, about 30 minutes is what we shoot for. Gotcha. It's like the perfect uh, commute podcast. Yeah, oh, not, yeah. not too long. Not too Unless long. you're no commuting by now. plane. Right. Oh, yeah. I... I imagine people wouldn't necessarily want to listen to it on a plane. Although, as you say in the show, Gus, uh, air travel is the safest form of travel. It's very true. And uh, it's it's because of uh, incidents like that. Things just get safer and safer all the time. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I finished up, on an unrelated note, I finished watching The Last Dance uh, earlier this week. It's at uh, ESPN documentary about Michael oh. Jordan. I don't know if anybody else oh, saw yeah. it. Oh, yeah. You were talking about that um, last week. Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't finished it yet by that point, but I just finished it uh, uh, earlier this week. God, it is so good. Uh, even if you know, you're know you not a basketball fan or you don't think you know anything about sports, I would highly recommend everyone watch it. My, my, my glasses are crooked. <laughs> I think they look great. I didn't notice. I think I your head's crooked. crooked. <laughs> Maybe eating meat has affected your nose shape. Maybe. I'm off kilter. Uh, but anyway, yeah, The Last Dance, it's, uh, it's really, really good. I highly recommend everyone watch it. it I think uh, it really contextualizes what a, um, a force Michael Jordan was, in not only in sports, but in pop culture in general. I just remember him being huge when we were like kids. Like, mm-hmm. Being five or six and just being like Michael Jordan. I can name one basketball player when I was five. 
Michael Jordan. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I would see him all the time on stuff living in the UK, and the, and basketball is not super popular in England. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, it would be rare to know more than like maybe four or five basketball players if you live in the UK. At the time. I mean, we're not mentioning the elephant in the room. Friggin' Space Jam guys. That's how we all know him. <laughs> That's oh, how it's a big part of it, and, and like uh, I think that, and like the McDonald's tie-ins to Space Jam oh, and yeah. all the Happy Meals and stuff, it's like it's like punched into my childhood. Michael Jordan. God, you just said McDonald's, and now I really want McDonald's. Oh, Dude, so all, I, all I want, all I want is forty-five chicken nuggets and like nine sweet and sour sauces. Like, oh, like that's, 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 that's it. Like I just, I just well, want to binge. I, I'm happy to tell you, you can make that happen. I know, <gasps> but like they're like. McDonald's has got a complaint against them about like making unsafe working practice. Mm. Oh, oh really? Uh, I didn't know that. There, yeah. there was something on Reddit the other day where they're like, "Hey, they're not wearing masks." Or something. I don't know. Mm. Well, I'm still gonna order. From them. On on Monday, I forget. Did I mention that restaurant that's putting mannequins at their tables? Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> to make it seem like yeah, more to, to, make, to make yeah, people feel more comfortable. I, I don't think I mentioned this part of it uh, when I mentioned that story on Monday that they're dressing all the mannequins in fancy 1940s attire. What? <laughs> How is that going to make people feel better? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't know. Feels like, feels like I'm walking onto like an atomic test, like yeah. where they have like those little neighborhoods built of people and shit. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you're going to nuke me. Uh, High speed uh, film cameras were ready to watch them get blown away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the inn at Little Washington in Virginia, which is actually a three Michelin star restaurant. So, should uh, we take a, a road trip separately and go check it out? God, have you ever eaten at a three Michelin star restaurant? Uh, I may have. I've had a I meal at one star, but that's, that's as fancy well, as I've ever gotten. How was it? One of the best meals of my life. Incredible. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, what, and the, probably the most expensive ever. It was in Italy. It's weird that the tire people invented that system. It's to get so, you to take it's to get you to take a road trip. I get it, but like it's be, it's been decontextualized now so far that it's like, wait, these this is the tire people. Like this is such a nice fucking place. It's based on the tire company. <laughs> I deliberately stayed in a cheaper hotel because I knew I was going to have the meal. Did you have to have like reservations a year in advance or something? Uh, usually yes, but, um, it was in like a small town in Italy where my family is from. So like my name carries some weight there, <laughs> like the, my, uh, the, the family name. So yeah. I, they like made, cause it's this whole thing. It's, it's a family. It was a family entrance to the restaurant. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, <gasps> I went to free. one, I went to one several, yeah, the name's not free though. <laughs> several years ago for my, uh, fifth anniversary. It was in, uh, Chicago. I had, to, I had to look it up to verify that it was indeed, and it was three. It's very intimate. It's very yeah. intimidating. Yeah. What? So what does that mean? Like when so a place gets a Michelin star, how do they get three of them? I think there's there's three different. If they get a star, it's like you. you most restaurants don't get a star. Then yeah. you you can get either if you do get one, or you can get two, or you can get three. Uh, gotcha. It's like the one is the lowest, and then three is the highest. But even a place having one is impressive. Right, yeah. Because they're they're not common at all. Wow, okay. And tap three, damn. There's just a lot of like interesting Well, the one I went to is like interesting procedure where it like lets you know that you're in a a place that you wouldn't eat at like more than once a year or something. Like the way they did the wine 
and they would like roll a bit of wine around in the glass and like heat the neck of it on oh, a candle yeah. and all this stuff. And I was like, I am not fancy enough to be <laughs> benefiting I, from any of this extra stuff. When I went to the one that I went to, they had a, a jacket and tie requirement and I didn't own a jacket or tie. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go to like, uh, like a, I think I went to like Marshall's and bought like the cheapest jacket and tie I could. When there's a restaurant that has a jacket and tie policy, what's the policy for women? It's a, it's an attire policy. I think it's like, it's like you, dinner you attire, like an evening dress attire. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cause I'm like, does it, is it like you have to be wearing a skirt or a dress of some sort or like, could you still be wearing pants, but the could have made nice pants? Probably not jeans. Probably not. Yeah. I imagine like no open toe shoe or jeans or stuff like that. Cargo pants. Well, I looked at this. There are 137, three Michelin star restaurants in the world. Wow. In the, in, in the, the United States or world? In the world. Wow. So which country has the most? Uh, I'm going to guess uh, the UAE. Oh, good, good where, guess. Where, where the Burj Khalifa is. I'm trying well, to I, I would they guess somewhere in the Dubai. UK. They don't do it in every country is the other thing to remember. Ah. Uh, but the there is a tie for number for first place. The, the top two countries are Japan and France. Wow. That tracks. Yeah. France them, is going to be my second guess. Yeah, each of them has 29. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I can't wait till we're able to travel again and things are a bit safer and I could go to France and eat at all 29 three, <laughs> three-star Michelin restaurants. I can't no. imagine how expensive that would be. Oh. How, many, how many people do you think have tried to pitch that show? Just like, it's just me and my friends and we're traveling around the world to all the Michelin star restaurants as fast as we can. Yeah, and you also have to book us in five-star hotels at the same time. (laughs) I wonder how much that would cost to eat at all 29 French Michelin star restaurants. Or three Michelin star restaurants. Thousands upon thousands. Maybe six figures, probably. It it most likely is, yeah. No, real. how much are we talking for one meal a person? Uh, No, it would be six figures. Let's say 29 meals. So let's say 29 meals. Let's say it's... 300 bucks a person uh, and well and then then you got to take into account that you could have some wine that would easily yeah. all right be let's, more say, let's even say food. 500 bucks 500 bucks a person so like 15 grand for for 29 like for a month's worth of dinners you got that's so <laughs> such a waste of money. It's such a waste of money because it doesn't do anything Here's that a normal meal wouldn't do. You eat it and shit it out like twelve hours later. You could you could eat a Big Mac and then wipe your ass with four hundred dollars. How about that? You could let's say we do a show. It's called Three Stars. So you stay at three star hotels, but you go to three star Michelin restaurants. So you're saving money on the hotel portion of it and uh, spending more money on the food. It's genius. Perfect. That's a pretty low budget for a show, 15 grand. (laughs) Yeah, but who wants to watch that? Who wants to watch someone having a really good time where nothing bad happens? (laughs) Nothing bad happens ever. Everyone after quarantine. Think of every every cooking show. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. You're just watching fucking Guy Fieri go to town. Yeah, well, sure. Like, it it would make sense if it was Gordon Ramsay doing all that. If it was us doing it, no one wants to watch us have a really good time. Yeah, it would just be like, 29 meals. That's good. 
they, they didn't have a, a cheeseburger on the menu, so I had to order the pate. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's oh, that's, that's no, that's make it happen. We're gonna twenty twenty one. I feel like the appeal of Guy Fieri is he could always maybe have a heart attack. Like you're always watching it with like the suspension of disbelief in the back of your mind. Like oh, this might be the one. Like those Diablo nachos might kill. Yep. Like yeah. every time the credits roll, you're like, oh, we got, ah, you got four another one. Maybe next week, Guy. Watching Guy Fieri eat is oddly entertaining and satisfying, and I don't know if it's like he's just such a good food actor that like he makes everything look like literally the best food you've ever had in your life we're just like mm, oh oh that's great and the sauce and the way they got this and, blah, 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 blah. and just like well, i, I want to eat a, what you're eating yeah that's the thing right it's like the food that he shows is relatable like you can yeah. imagine it you think about like oh well i've had this and i've had that and i can imagine what that's like and right. it's just about you know uh conveying that uh, well, I people. offer to convey that so well at every three-star Michelin restaurant you guys send me to. Um, I will absolutely <laughs> tell you exactly what it's like. What, what if we do way we send you to 30 restaurants? One of them isn't a three Michelin star, and you have to determine which one. Sure. Absolutely. I will 100% if you, take If you it. do not guess correctly, you have to pick up the tab. <laughs> Perfect. If you're, I'm reading a one and you're like, this one's good, but it's not as good as the other nine three Michelin stars. I'm going to guess that this one is faking it. Then you have to pay for all of the meals. Well, would it be would it be that it's not a three star Michelin restaurant, but it could be a two star or a one star? Uh, you won't know. I mean, oh I've been to some really nice restaurants that don't have Michelin stars. Like, <laughs> I'm it's at not TGI Fridays. I wonder <laughs> if this could be. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we're we're almost at time here. We only have a couple more minutes uh, before we have to wrap up. Um, I, I sent. I've been looking on a on a big DIY kick here lately. I, Drew, I sent you that uh, that cyber deck thing a couple days oh, ago. I loved it. Yeah. But uh, I saw. And I saw a DIY that someone posted where they made uh, and they they posted instructions how you can do this yourself. They made a rotary dial cell phone. So if you wanted uh, a cell phone that was like not a smartphone at all, no screen, no nothing, it's just like a rotary dial with an antenna on it. Uh, you, you can't text, can't do anything. All you can do is make and receive phone calls on it, uh, which I think it's a super cool idea. Uh, obviously not very practical day to day, but still cool nonetheless. I'm gonna send you guys a photo of it. Please do, yeah. You say DIY and my brain instantly goes to Animal Crossing. It's I'm yeah, just <laughs> taken over. Uh, I select you guys a, a an image of what it looks like. Let's check this bad boy out. As it loads. Oh my god. Oh wow. I'm about that. I'm about that. Will it fit in my pocket? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, 100%. Rotary <laughs> cell phone. That's just pretty neat. You just have enough, like whatever, you, whoever's number you can remember, and that's it. <laughs> Maybe you could get like a little, you could print out like a little uh, label on the back with your the favorites. <laughs> can you text on it? No. Oh. There it is. Then what's the point? What's the SB Dalab buttons? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. It's Maybe you Spidalab. can text, but only with those letters. <laughs> SBDNM. <laughs> Do you want 40 chicken nuggets? Duh. Duh. <laughs> Duh. 
And that'd be that'd be a lot more simple. If I could just text people yes or no answers to things, that would make you my should, life you so much institute, easier. You should institute a rule. You're only you're only answering via text yes or no questions from now on. Oh, that would, perfect. That would just save everybody so much time. <laughs> what do you want? Uh, what do you want for dinner tonight? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I Before do want end. dinner. Before we end, I invented a new thing along the same lines as you know the cold mailbox and other ingenious things. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Um, bags with delivery handles oh so like handles? when someone when someone delivers your shit there's a handle for them and a different set of handles for you so you don't have to touch the where their grubby mitts were in what a if, pandemic what if their handles are reusable and they're like claws that grab onto the like bag they, and then they put the they bag take down. Them with them right they detach it and they take it with them and they put it on the next one. Oh, yeah. that's smart i like that as well that's a honestly i was prepared for the worst uh as i usually am when gavin comes to the table with an idea what, but this what, is actually why, a good one why why are you uh, why are you prepared for the worst what did you, did you recommend last week it wasn't the cold mailbox it was something else it was like another oh it was the sanitizing doorbell the self-cleaning doorbell yep it was a good one I've nothing wrong a, with that i've been thinking a lot about uh new products I, I, I tweeted the other day about uh a coat rack for masks like a little mask management system you keep by your door it's like what kinds of like new niche products will you see pop up because of all of this (laughs) i saw freddie wong (laughs) retweet that yeah (laughs) uh i don't know but i i feel like uh there's gonna be a lot of really long-lasting changes that happen from this whole situation like new new fashion is gonna come in new ways of doing just everyday things i think like the whole shopping for stuff online, like groceries and getting food delivered and stuff, then that whole process is going to change for a lot of people, like kind of permanently. Like mm-hmm. I've been doing Instacart for years at this point, but I feel like a lot of people are getting into that whole, like getting your groceries ordered online and delivered. Like my parents are doing that now too, and they've never done it before. So it's interesting to see people who've never dabbled in that kind of thing, try it out now for the first time. And I, I feel like a lot of people aren't going to go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're going to find out for sure in you know, the next few months. I also I wouldn't be surprised if there are shops where, or like supermarkets, where you have to be a shopper to go in. Mm. Oh, like oh. a club. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah like, like you have to be, you have member. to work for, you have to be like employed as a shopper. You can't just stroll in as a public. Yeah, member. like I'm sure that's totally viable. Another thing that I was going to bring up too is I got this email from Uber yesterday. I don't know if you guys got it too, but they're putting in certain policies in place, like every rider and driver has to be wearing a mask and there's actually a face cover check. So the driver has to essentially take a photo with the app with their face cover on and you'll get a notification on your phone if you're the rider that this person has passed that verification. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's like new technology being implemented into things too. Like, wow, that's insane. Interesting. All right. Well, that uh, about wraps it up. Uh, Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you guys again next week. Uh, Hope you had a good holiday. Bye.